Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll dedicate to Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. It's the fourth of nine blessings, known as the Beatitudes, that Jesus spoke to the crowds in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Sadly, we live in a day when many people not only don't have any desire for righteousness, but they openly hate it and even condemn it as evil. It's becoming harder and harder in this country to stand for righteousness. It seems in the nation's great wave toward tolerance of anything and everything, it requires absolute intolerance of anything and anyone who still differentiates between what is truly righteous and what is evil. So what's your attitude towards righteousness? Do you love it or do you hate it? Pastor Jim will unpack this beatitude for us all week, and here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Cultivate Your Appetite. Now come with me, please, to Matthew chapter 5. We're all the way up to verse 6, and we're intentionally uh, taking all the time we need to look very carefully at these so-called beatitudes or blessings that begin this great Sermon on the Mount, and today we come to the fourth one. I'd like you to think back to the longest you have ever gone without food, maybe without being ill, um, or the strongest thirst that you can remember. As we go through verse 6 today and look at this beatitude, uh, go ahead and feel your stomach knotted up with hunger and Feel your mouth parched to where you can't even speak clearly. Jesus uses the words hunger and thirst as powerful metaphors for the desire that he blesses here in the fourth beatitude. This fourth beatitude is regarded as the the final of the first package. The first four beatitudes deal with attitudes toward God which he promises to bless. You can see how the four fit together when you stand before God. You have to recognize that you are beggarly poor, utterly poor, reduced to hopelessness apart from mercy when it comes to your ability to have a relationship with God. When you look upon God in His glory and you, and you see yourself in light of your own sinfulness, the, the, the natural thing to do is that you... You mourn over your sin, grieves you to see yourself for what you really are, so far removed from the holiness of God. Then as you come to understand God's grace, and you understand that He and His grace are the only hope of your salvation, as your sin produces that mourning, it makes you, it makes you meek, it makes you gentle before God and any other people that might see you. The only way to offend a truly meek person who is mourning over sin and is uh, recognizing beggarly poorness in in regard to spiritual things, the only way to offend a person like that is to offend God, because God is the focus. 
The next logical description of the one who is blessed comes in terms of this, this new desire that God kindles from within those whom he adopts into his own family. It's a desire for righteousness. Now, next time we come back to Matthew 5, when we get to the fifth beatitude, we're going to see a change. These first four are uh, our responses toward God. And now we're going to, after this, we're going to begin to see the results of being saved in terms of how redeemed people treat others and respond to others in the world. Well, let's move on to this one for today. Our outline for each of the Beatitudes isn't broken, so we're not going to fix it. We'll just stay with it. Same, same uh, two questions. Who is blessed and what does the blessing include? Well, it's not a difficult passage. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's who is blessed, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed, it's the same word in each beatitude. It describes something that is inherent in God Himself. No one can be blessed in the sense of what these beatitudes describe apart from God. Only in a personal relationship responding to Him is this blessedness possible. Now, the Beatitudes, remember, we've said this all at once, they are, they are the evidence of salvation. This is how you can recognize a saved person. They are the, the goals of discipleship. We should pursue the kinds of things that God says are, are blessed. We should be cultivating this. But let me show you a connection you may have never made. You all know how the end of uh, the Gospel of Matthew is worded. If we go to Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, this is before Jesus ascends to the Father. And we're told this, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, listen to this now, observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, he, he laid out the plan, didn't he? I have the authority and I'm telling you what you should do. Go, therefore, and actually it's a participle, while you are going wherever you're going, whether you're intentionally going to spread the gospel or God is taking you someplace in His His providence, in every place you go, your purpose is to make disciples of all the nations. This is no longer just a Jewish party, folks. Uh, This is for all the nations. This is God's will for every person who knows the Lord to spread the word about Jesus Christ. You baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But look at this. Teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. How long do we do that? Well, you, you can do it right up to the end of the age. This is your commission. Now, here's the connection you may have never seen. The Sermon on the Mount is the largest collection of the teachings of Jesus that we have in any one place in the Gospels. This is a big part of all that I commanded you. The Sermon on the Mount, every single word is for everyone in all the nations to the end of this age. And 
by the way, the Beatitudes are the foundation upon which all of this teaching rests. So, Jesus says, hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. He, this is a combination of words that could not more vividly describe a craving and an intense yearning. When you are absolutely feel like you're starving and you're so thirsty you can't stand it, you don't care about anything else. That becomes the most important thing to you. So great choice of words. In everyday life, those are the strongest of impulses. Now, after seeing the first few Beatitudes, it, it shouldn't surprise you that when Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, He put hunger and thirst, those two verbs, into a, a form that implies something that goes on and on. These Beatitudes describe ongoing desires, conditions, uh, cries of the heart, if you will. The more of the things of God you desire, the more God delights to fulfill your desire. Look at Psalm uh, 30, um, I'm sorry, Psalm 107, verses 8 and 9. Jesus didn't just pull these things out of a hat. He was building on what uh, the Word of God already said. Psalm 107, 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness and for His wonders to the sons of men. For He has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul He has filled with what is good. Now, if that last if that section, especially the last line there, kind of sounds vaguely familiar to you, it may be because you've read the New Testament. The last part of that verse is quoted by Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she praised God for His goodness in her famous little speech in Luke chapter 1 called the Magnificat. She said, the hungry soul He has filled with what is good. Jesus blesses that. The God the Father blesses that. Now, it's both a matter of desire, that you desire righteousness. It's also a duty. It's both a privilege and a practice. It's both a, a, a call and a habit to develop. But notice, it's, it's not just hungering and thirsting by themselves that's the source of blessing. It's not that it's more spiritual for you to live on the edge of starvation. That's not the point. It's hungering and thirsting after a specific object, righteousness. Do you really want to see righteousness exude from your life and be practiced in the world in every bit of your sphere of influence? Now understand, Jesus is not teaching that the way to salvation is hungering and thirsting after it, wanting it really, really bad. You can't achieve righteousness on your own. You can't achieve the righteousness you need, which is the righteousness which exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, the righteousness which isn't your own. That is a gift from God. And, and if Jesus is saying that you can achieve righteousness in the sense of being saved from your sin by just hungering and thirsting after it, then he's contradicting himself and a whole bunch of the rest of the Bible. What he's talking about is an intense desire for the practical 
visible kind of righteousness. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time.